If you've ever got a student to do something by calling it a game, you might be a teacher. Being a teacher sometimes means finding ways around limitations, problems, or struggles to keep things on track. We learn to improvise and adapt. But when it comes to teaching language arts in our school, we don't have to find workarounds. Loyola Press took the long view when they created Voyages in English, the brilliant K-8 language arts program. The fundamentals of grammar and writing that students learn enable them to become effective writers, which can help improve performance on standardized tests and grow into successful communicators. The flexible framework of Voyages in English is adaptable to any teaching style and any student's abilities. With practice, the mechanics build in complexity over time. It just all works together. Visit voyagesinenglish.com to learn more, then order a sample. With Voyages in English, there are no crazy workarounds, just solid help for today's language arts teachers. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Jill. I'm here with Colleen. We are grateful to be together again to laugh, explore, and connect. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. Colleen, I recently had a moment where I just had that big aha, and it was about the whole room feeling super effective and confident. And this happens with classrooms sometimes. My example is with adults, but okay. mm -hmm. can you think of a moment where like the whole class is like, oh, I get it. Or we all know how to do this thing. Like it just, it's so joyful because you feel like, oh my goodness, we arrived. Like this was hard and we all got there. And I don't know if any moments come to mind for you like that, where it just felt like the whole room finally flipped the switch and they understood something. Well, I mean, I could, I could think of so many examples of that. I mean, in the, in the classroom as a teacher with students, um, with a piece of literature where something critical happens and a student mm -hmm. asks a question and everybody's like, oh, I didn't even think of that. And it's, you know, it just like <laughs> right. changes the whole perspective of a story or on a retreat. Like there were moments, I don't know if you mm. ever went on a Christian awakening retreat or a Kairos retreat, but, um, there's a, there's a moment on a Kairos retreat where the reader the, one of the um, leaders on the retreat is reading all of the parent letters to the students. And we would sit oh, yeah. in a dark room. Everyone would just be laying in the dark room. Mm -hmm. And I was a reader of the letters from the parents. And I mean, oh. you could just to hear sometimes like when, when I would, I mean, I remember, I mean, this was years ago, but I remember reading a letter and there was just a moment in this parent just wrote something so beautiful that everyone in the room kind of gasped. It was like probably, you know, a hundred kids started, you know, crying in the same moment from what was said. Mm -hmm. Like there are just, there are beautiful moments in groups and it is so powerful when that happens. But yes, mm -hmm. this can happen. It can happen with kids. It can happen. It happens frequently mm -hmm. with adults too. Yeah. And that's my example. So, um, for my entire leadership career here for this last decade, I've been doing a lot of work, um, in analyzing John Hattie's meta-analysis of effectiveness for, um, student learning in classrooms. So he like analyzed all these thousands of other studies that happened to say like, what actually impacts the amount of learning kids do. And surprisingly at the top of the scale is this thing called collective teacher efficacy, which mm -hmm. I had to do, like, I just mm -hmm. feel like I've been staring at that that concept for a long time because it makes yeah. sense. So let me let me explain this a little bit. And then I'm going to tell you about the phenomenon I had and seeing it happen just last week. Okay. So 
so what's funny is like he studied all these things like class size. Okay. Does class size make the biggest impact on student learning? Well, no. I mean, it's affected like it's good, but it's not like the top of the ladder or small group work or, um, analyzing data or like, there's all these things right on this list of like what, what impacts learning the most. And so the thing at the top was, um, so let's first say teacher efficacy, which is really how effective does the teacher feel? So if a teacher feels really effective and is really confident, that alone has a bigger impact on classroom learning than all these other things like class size or RTI strategy or whatever. So like, honestly, like our confidence, which is exactly why we're hanging out in the teacher's lounge. Like this is exactly why we um, love all these podcast subscribers because a teacher's effectiveness really hangs on their confidence level. Okay. Now I can give you the a big... thousand examples of how this is true and why I do what I do. So keep going. Totally. I'm really excited. Totally. This is why coaching <laughs> each other and staying positive in staff meetings and all these things matter because if yep. we feel really effective, like mm-hmm. teaching is isolating, you're in that room by yourself. No yep. one's standing next to you going, Ooh, do this, but not that. Like you're just in yes. there. So if you feel effective and you feel like you know what you're doing, you actually do know what you're doing. Yep. So you're not going to second guess, like, trying something new. You're going to try the something new. You're going to get to know your kids. You're going to rock. Like you've been prepared as a teacher. Like you know what to do. We get in our own heads like really badly. But the top of the scale is something called collective teacher efficacy, which means a group of teachers, like the whole staff feels effective. So if a whole staff... Like if all the teachers, think about every teacher in your teacher's lounge, collectively, when they all feel like they are effective. So not only do I feel like I'm a really good teacher, but I think every teacher down this hallway is effective. And we together know that we're really confident. Now, this cannot just be a false confidence. This isn't just like, wow, look at us. We're so great. But like, if I know what good teaching is, and I'm leaning on that, and I am bringing that out in everyone around me, that's called collective teacher efficacy. Now, in theory, I've been on board with this for the last decade. Like This has been every collaborative moment I've had as a leader. So now I'm taking a step uh, to the side from being teacher for a second. Because when I was a teacher... I I couldn't really see this angle. But then when I led all the teachers in our diocese through curriculum revamping and PD and stuff, I I was really leaning into this concept of like, if they all feel effective because I know what what they're doing is right, then we're going to get somewhere. Well, I've been working with groups of teachers now for a while. And this past fall is when I uh, entered into a year two with a network of teachers in Los Angeles. And I started out, so this is very much like me reflecting on a PD moment, but I think you all can relate. I looked out at the sea of teachers in year two and I started explaining and reminding, okay, I'm going to remind you of a couple things from year one and we're going to dive into harder work now in year two. And I looked out and they were all doing amazing, amazing things. Like no one was playing on their phone. No one was doing anything Mm -hmm. like off task. Like everyone was building each other up. They were sitting in different groups. Like they weren't hanging out with their best friend. They were like mixed up at tables doing all these things. This is the micro school network, um, 
of the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, there's three schools who are working together. So three school staffs working together. This is year two. They've done a ton of PD together, like hundreds of hours of professional development to turn around these schools. And these teachers all came back. Retention rate was like 100%. So a couple of new teachers, I shouldn't say 100%, like super close to 100%. Yeah, Pretty close. And I'm looking out at the sea of them and they are diving in. Like Mm -hmm. really effectively, like they know that they're good at what they're doing now and they're in year two of getting it done. And I kept thinking, um, actually said to the whole group at the end of the couple of days, I said, I can't wait to see your academic scores for this year because I know like there are thousands of research studies to support the fact that in year two of this initiative, you guys are going to rock because I look at you all and you're super confident. You're not overwhelmed. You're not freaked out. And I think the big aha for me, and I just want to know your thoughts on this, Colleen. Like, I think it's so hard in schools, like out of the control of someone listening here. If you're a teacher, it's out of your control. If a school has a new initiative this year or like way too many initiatives or way too many goals. I just want you to think about like, what's the thing that you felt super effective about last year? and lean into it extra hard this year because you're going to be really good at it. And if you're doing that with other colleagues, recognize that you are getting so much better at it together. And that is going to have the biggest impact on what's happening with kids. So Jill, there's uh, everything you're saying is 100% true. And I have like tingles on the back of my neck because- It was so fun to see it, Colleen. Like I I looked at them and I'm like, oh my gosh, we arrived. Like we arrived. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Okay. So in the way that I see this happening, there there is something that has to occur and that's that there has to be a leader and whether that's the system leader or that's the school leader that like- Mm -hmm gives me this team to work with or allows a team to work together. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be led by us, but Mm -hmm. you and I witness it because we're leading these teams too, but we're entrusted with these teams to help them build their efficacy together. And then we, we help them develop these skills and then we walk away and, but I'm telling you like there, okay, so there's a high school faculty. We're going to run out of time. I I mean, there's just, I, I, (laughs) there's too much to talk about. I'm not even kidding. So I know the team that you're talking about and I witnessed it too, because I was there recently as well. And they are, I was with them at this time last year. The feel in the room was completely mm-hmm. different, but I was also with a high school faculty recently. Okay, wait, in time out. In another I'm going to cut in, you off. Colleen, <laughs> let's talk about it. We're going to, we're going to do a to be continued next to. episode. And you talk yep. about the second school, but I want you all like your homework tonight, your mental homework before tomorrow's episode is to think about where's a moment where you as teachers were like, aha, we got it. And maybe you read a book together. Maybe you did a thing together and then you committed to doing it together and you know, you're good at it. So remind your colleagues of that thing that you're good at together, because here's the bell. And we're going to talk about this again tomorrow. So thanks for the energy boost. We are super on fire. We love exploring your ideas and affirming the things that we see out in the field. So keep the suggestions coming in. Tune in tomorrow. We're going to talk about collective teacher efficacy and um, we'll see you tomorrow. 